Hi guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. This episode is a little bit on the later side if you listen to it on the day it's released. Um, And that is because we had a little emergency this morning, a little trip to the hardware store because one of my roommates, Hannah, her bed needed some repairs. Um, Essentially, she bought this kind of like vintage farmhouse style bed on Facebook Marketplace and it was super promising, great for the first couple of months of use, and then it just broke. So we had to go to uh, the hardware store, place that I didn't think I would be going to anytime soon, went there and had to get some supplies, uh, plywood, things like that to fix her bed because we're not going to get someone to come in to do it. We are doing it ourselves. And we did it. We did it ourselves. We got a large piece of plywood. We fixed up the bed. Um, in the meantime of doing that, though, like what happened in the middle, the uh, transport was quite interesting because we had to get this large kind of queen size bed sized piece of plywood into our car, which our only car that we have is a little white convertible. Okay, so we had to put this huge piece of plywood in the back of the convertible and transport it five minutes down the road, luckily five minutes, but still we had to transport it in the car and we got it finally back here to our house, put it in the bed, everything's fixed. I look at my phone after we're done with the whole ordeal and I realize that it's like 12 o'clock noon and I was supposed to podcast this morning. So, you know, things just progressed, things happened. I stepped in to help save the day and Lo and behold, it means that I was a little late with today's episode, but you know, it's going to be a good one. Uh, Nonetheless, I have a lot of great stuff I want to share with you guys today. We're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects because I think it's something that needs to be talked about more, and that is self-sabotage. And what that means is, you know, the things that we do that really prevent us from being our fullest selves, the ways that we get in our own way, the ways that we, you know we prevent ourselves from experiencing all we can experience in this life and just the ways that we do that. So that is self-sabotage. We're going to talk about that today. Um, We're also going to talk about shattering life's illusions, things that for so long in our youth we might have thought was just the way things are when we're older and things like that and how it can be shattered over time and, you know, the, the velvet curtain is pulled back and all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is... This is real life. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the power of our bodies. And once again, we're going to touch on body insecurity and what to do when we're feeling really down on ourselves because I've definitely had some body image issues um, in more recent weeks. Honestly, I don't even know how many times I can talk about this because it doesn't do anything unless I change my mindset. And I want to talk about that today too. Finally, one more thing I'm going to throw onto the agenda, some more Reddit fun facts. You guys loved when I discussed this last week. I couldn't help myself. I brought back some more. I also just find, like, I I just get so much joy from sharing fun facts with people. I honestly have pulled some out on dates, um, on Hinge, on, like, dating apps, things like that. And I'm just such a proponent of them. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, So, yeah, let's get out of our own heads Let's just chat, relax, and inspire each other with this episode of Thick and Thin. Okay, before I get into all that stuff, though, I do want to talk a little bit about just some life updates. So it is October 1st, and I didn't want that to go unmentioned because October is my favorite month, arguably the best month of the year, I think. Like, honestly, it is just the best month. Like, everything is better in October. 
the weather, I mean, here in LA, it's still really hot. Like I'm sitting here still sweating. It is October 1st. And usually I feel like it's kind of crisp, you know, in the other places I've lived here, it's still pretty darn hot. I'm not going to lie to you, but there's something about it. You know, in the evenings, you can kind of feel like a different sort of vibe and it is the October vibe. I mean, granted, I, I get, you know, last night was, I guess, technically September, but you know, I, it just feels different these days because fall is upon us. We're into the crisper time of year, the pumpkin spice, the the warm, cozy, you know, months of the year. Thank God, because I have had enough of summer. And so hopefully it'll get a little bit colder here. I don't know. Honestly, we'll see. I'll just crank up the AC that we don't have. We don't have AC. So my standing fan is going to be putting in some work But regardless, fall is here, October is here, this is my birthday month, so I'm a little bit biased when I say it is the best month ever. But yeah, uh, 27th of this month, I will be another year older, another year wiser, and I'm genuinely excited for this next new year of my life because I feel that this year, this past year, has really brought a lot of growth to me in ways that I didn't see coming, um, a lot of them. I mean, even just you guys sitting from your perspective, looking at me this year, I'm sure you guys can see that I've just been through a lot of things, like a lot of change, a lot of just kind of 180s in my life plan. And I'm really genuinely excited for what the next year will bring. If this year was like this, you know, what will next year be? Will I be in a new place again? Will I move again? Who knows? Um, But I, I genuinely think that this year... I just made myself a lot lighter, if that makes sense. I carry less heavy things now. And I think that that is because I, in the past year, have learned to not say yes when I want to say no. And that was the biggest change, I think, honestly. Um, you know, that, that little voice in your, in your gut tells you things. And it's our job to listen to it when it makes sense for us. And, you know, if it makes sense... And it's saying that, it's speaking to you, ignoring it is just, is ignoring, it is self-sabotage in a way, which we'll talk about. So yeah, regardless, October 1st is upon us. It's a very exciting time. Today also marks the reopening of my tattoo shop over on Katie Bilotti Designs. If you guys follow that Instagram page, it is my second account. It is my design account. I announced a few days ago that we were reopening design, um, inquiries. I was closed for a bit because I was so overwhelmed with so many. I was doing a lot of logo projects, a lot of brand kits. So now I'm finally less overwhelmed and we're going to reopen tattoo inquiries. So if you need a tattoo done, a design created, definitely look no further. I'm here for you. Um, We're doing lettering right now. So any other designs will have to wait, but lettering is open. All you have to do is email me at katiebladidesigns at gmail.com and send me your request and I will do it for you guys. Um, Relatively inexpensive and I'm excited to have that open again. That was a huge life update. I guess um, other things, maybe some more mundane things. My couch finally arrived. Many of you guys were on the edge of your seat because I was really hyping up this, this new furniture piece for this wall that I have open in my room and lo and behold the couch has arrived it's from this brand Cardiel I mentioned it briefly in one episode but it's here and it's super modern um it looks great honestly with the space because I was worried that it'd be too crazy like the juxtaposition between the bohemian wooden pieces in my room and that the couch would be too extreme but I think it looks honestly great it really does look great it really completes the room now I just have to figure out what to put above it slash next to it I'm thinking a cool kind of like wooden 
situation side table, maybe a floor lamp. I don't know. I don't want it to be too busy. I'm really a huge proponent of, you know, not having too much in a space because it will overwhelm a space and make it look smaller. So I don't want that. So anyway, we started with the couch, got that done. I'm going to go from there. Um, That's definitely another thing. What else have I done? I did some restorative yoga last night, which was really cool. My friend Leah, I think I mentioned this in a podcast. She also, oh, she's also the one that gave us stick and poke tattoos. So if you remember me talking about her, she came over last night and did restorative yoga on us. And essentially, I didn't know what this was before, but it's it's yoga, but it's kind of, it's slower. It's more um, intentional in the sense of like fewer movements. I don't know. I'm really bad at describing things, but I'm really not flexible and I'm really bad at yoga. Um, and I'm, I'm fine with restorative yoga. I have learned that I carry a lot of tension in my hips. Apparently that is what she told me. So I've been doing restorative yoga poses to open up my hips a bit more, work on my hip flexors. And I honestly feel like it's helped my, you guys know I have chronic pain from Lyme disease. I feel like it has helped. So restorative yoga is great. She also mixes up this like really cool little potion that has, it's like good smelling. Um, It has something in it that I always forget the name of. Patchouli, patchouli, patchouli. Am I saying that right? Anyway, that's in there. And she gives us like nice temple and like neck massages. Anyway, she's a great friend. Get yourself a Leah in your life. So we did that. We um, also made a really nice spread of dinner last night. Um, We got a lot of fall things from Trader Joe's. So we had this like fall curry situation. Um, It was great. I'm bad at describing food, but it was great. We also, what else have we done? We got our COVID test yesterday, which was interesting. We just got him because we're, um, one of my friends is seeing a relative soon. So we thought we would all just go and make sure we're good. Um, We haven't really done anything, but I don't know. We, you know, you wake up with like a little scare here and there. You're like, oh, my throat feels weird. Let's go get a COVID test. So we got a COVID test. We went to, funny enough, the LA cemetery, which is weird, kind of spooky that there would be a COVID testing site like inside right next to the Los Angeles cemetery over in Brentwood, if you guys know LA. So we went there, um, we went yesterday morning. I just got my results this morning. I am negative. That's good, good news. Um, it was actually, it was an interesting test because it wasn't up the nose, it was in the mouth, like a cheek swab and like under the tongue, very interesting. So that was another thing I did. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like, those are my like life updates, I guess. Um, I guess in other news, I do this month want to tell some spooky stories um, in episodes, future episodes. I thought it'd be pretty fitting for this month, fitting for the Scorpios of us. And I guess, I don't know if Libras like spooky things, but I do. And so I'm going to tell some spooky stories in future episodes. So if you guys have any resources or things that you want me to talk about or tell, um, please DM me. I'm always open to your recommendations. But yeah, those are the updates. Um, I just went through my list. And now we are going to get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. We're going to talk about first shattering life's illusions and then self-sabotage. So Let's get into it. Okay, the first thing I want to read is actually courtesy of one of my favorite accounts to follow on Instagram, which is Cy Spoon, um, aka Gabby Abreo. Uh, her username is Cy, S-I-G-H, Swoon, and she posts amazing things. So this is no exception to that. I read this and it really hit me hard. I reposted it on my Instagram story and a lot of you guys encouraged me to talk about it on the podcast. So here I am doing that, talking about it, and I want to read it for you guys. So it starts out by saying, you believe that the older you get, the more things will make sense or fall into place. 
And this is absolutely true, but not in the way you imagine. It's a more paradoxical version. You watch illusion after illusion be broken. You watch narrative after narrative change course. You watch yourself and all that you know shift and change, often without your conscious consent, sometimes elegantly, but sometimes tragically. You feel your senses stretch beyond the physical. You realize the ownership you felt over your body and thoughts miss the mark. You see the performance in it all. Everything falls into place, yes, but not how you were taught it would. It's just that after so many attempts, the design of it all is simply undeniable. And when you allow yourself to take in this absolute mystery, this absolute unknown and let it go, laugh at it, the world winks back in her delicate, sneaky ways. You laugh together only for a brief, everlasting moment, and then you get distracted by yet another grand distraction and move your body right on to the next drama. And honestly, I think that this, in a nutshell, sums up what I was just saying earlier about how this last year of my life has been just this whole new feeling has taken over of a feeling of lightness because I think as this whole thing broke down, you know, I, I felt the the curtain come back and the truth of life be revealed to me that, you know, I was taking things way too seriously, working by the book and thinking my life had to be a blueprint, less of a blank page. And I think that in recognizing this and in knowing that all that we thought was true and isn't necessarily true is such a crazy mystery to solve. You know, it's just crazy. And so reading this really made me feel some things. Like I love how it said, um, everything falls into place, yes, but not how you were taught it would. It's just that after so many attempts, the design of it all is simply undeniable. And when you allow yourself to take in this absolute mystery, this absolute unknown and let it go, the world winks back. It's almost like there's this like giant mystery and only some of us are in on it, you know, and or like this secret, this joke, and only some of us know. And it's always those like older, wiser people who know. And I mean, some of us, I guess, I don't know, you, you can be wise at any age, but there's some people that just that, I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to say here is a lot of us think that we know what we're doing in life. For many years because we're doing it how it's always been done and how people have told us to and how we were taught in school but I think the, the grand mystery of it all is you know who's to say that that's the right way to live who's to say that that is the truth because who really knows the truth okay if everyone's saying oh this is the truth this is the truth are we just trusting someone's judgment and the way it's always been done and so I find that you know as I live as I'm doing things as I'm maybe doing things that feel right to me but other people don't agree with, I think of it almost as just an illusion being shattered and doing things that people tell me, oh, you won't be happy if you do that or oh, you'll be so stressed if you do that or like, you know, and I'm not. I'm like, wait a second. Maybe I have been listening to people way too much in life, thinking my life has to look like a movie or a TV show and it's just, it's all an illusion sometimes. I don't know if that made sense at all, that little word vomit situation that I just did, but I just thought this was so intriguing. So Sai Swoon, definitely follow her. She has great, great stuff on her account. Um, but it's true. I think that there's this illusion that as we get older, you know, as I'm turning a new year in just a few weeks, I'll somehow know more than I did last year. And I guess 
it's true, but I also kind of, I feel like sometimes as we age, we know, we know less as we grow because if you aren't consciously going out there and making changes, like you're honestly kind of living the same year you lived the past 20 so years. There's this quote that said, you know, you can't live every day or every year the same and call it a life. Like that's just not how it goes. You, you can't live every year like you've lived every every year before it and call it a life. That's just a year on repeat, kind of like a Groundhog's Day situation. So I don't know. This just really made me think because as I am about to turn a new new age, a new year, 24, no, 25, that's it. I just think about these things. I think about getting older and what that means. And it honestly doesn't mean anything unless I get out there and shake things up a little bit and try something new. And right now it's a new place, but who's to say what next year will be? Maybe a new hair hairstyle. I don't know. <laughs> I've had my hair the same for a while. Anyway, so I just wanted to read that before we got into everything because I thought it was pretty fitting with just, you know, October and my new year that I, my new age. And so I want to lead into little chat about something I've been thinking about recently. So it is related to self-sabotage. We're going to get into the full meat of self-sabotage in a minute, but I want to just kind of back things up. I was on recently a total spiral of body hatred, like looking in the mirror in probably the worst worst angle possible and criticizing myself. And it's kind of like an out-of-body feeling. Well, it's like an in-body feeling of hating myself and then I'm honestly kind of like a split personality like I'm like looking at myself hating on myself and getting mad at myself for hating on myself and for criticizing my body and looking at my cellulite and thinking negative thoughts and I was on a total spiral and I thought it'd be good to share how I got myself out of it and my feelings during it because I feel like it's one of those things that people of course talk about body insecurity and body positivity and a lot of things but you know, when you're in that feeling, that headspace, it's really hard to get yourself out of it quickly and efficiently. And it's just, it's hard unless you have the right tools or the right knowledge, the right things to think about. And so I want to talk about just kind of the process of me getting myself out of that and how it relates to self-sabotage. So essentially I was, like I said, you know, criticizing myself. And then I was just kind of overcome with this, this feeling, this thought kind of a regurgitated thought that someone had definitely told me at at one point and I don't remember who or how or when but it's the concept of you know I'm here sitting here well I guess I was standing in front of my mirror in a bathing suit as it always happens and I'm here 25 years old 24 years old almost 25 years old and you know these are some of the greatest years of my life I am in a new place I'm in California I'm definitely going to look back on this point in my life and be like wow like you know I'm going to tell my kids about this someday and be like this was you know my life when I was in my 20s and like how cool was this or whatever you know you're going to paint it in some way shape or form in the future and do you want to have to recount all of those you know if it was like an everyday thing of you hating yourself like do you want to look back someday and say, oh, you know, my my best years, my 20s, my 30s, whatever, are were tainted by me hating myself? Wouldn't you rather look back and say, you know, maybe I wasn't perfect by any means, but I was happy and I was experiencing life in the most pure, blissful way and I was happy with myself despite. 
So I thought about that and I was like, wow, you know, you're right. Like I, I want for my future self, I want to give myself, my future self, a better story, honestly, <laughs> a better thing to look back on. And so that's definitely something that got me out of it. But also as I was standing in the mirror, you know, thinking about all these things and having these feelings and thoughts like happening in real time in my mind, I looked at my arm and I have this, um, I burnt myself on a pizza pan a few weeks ago. I was making pizzas in the oven and it like grazed my arm really slightly at the pan and it burnt me. And it finally has like healed into a point where it looks normal. It was looking kind of scary for a bit because it was like, you know, doing the whole scab thing and like the, the, I'm going to spare you the details, but I like noticed on my arm as I was looking in the mirror that it's healing and it almost looks like my skin did before. Like it's my body has healed myself so nicely after just a few weeks. And it made me realize, you know, I'm standing here hating on my body hating the very home that I live in and I forget I'm completely forgetting the way that my body helps me and all the things my body does for me and I I'm just completely throwing it in the trash like I'm like wishing that it was different and wishing that but in truth I'm, I'm neglecting to recognize all the things that my body is capable of doing all the really cool things that my body does and can do And so in that moment, I was like late for the beach, but I got on my computer and I did what Katie does, what I always do, and that is research. I researched, I just like had to pull up a quick like Google search and figure out just a little comprehensive list of all the things, the really cool things that our bodies can accomplish. Because thinking of these things honestly took my focus off of the superficial, stupid things that I obsess over. Because like I said in the beginning, you know, when I was reading that really awesome um, piece of writing from Sizemoon, who decides, like who decided that like this is the ideal body, like this type of body is ideal and this is the best? Like who was like, because like, I mean, truthfully, what is truth? It's, I guess, enough people decide something and then that's the truth. But like, if you really think about it broadly, like who, who says, who says that what I have isn't quote perfect like what who decides what's quote perfect you know so anyway a number of these thoughts can really get you out of one of those feelings I want to read a few of the things that I researched about what your body can accomplish and I want you guys if you're feeling you know a weird spiral of like I hate myself come back to this episode and listen to these because it really will help you just focus on something else focus on the amazing things your body can do so number one Human bones are strong. The 26 small little tiny bones in your feet carry your entire body weight with every step you take, up every mountain you climb, down every street you walk. 26 tiny bones. If you look at your foot, like 26, or I guess 13 in each maybe. I'm not really, I didn't pull a diagram, but that's crazy. That's, it's incredible. Little baby small bones carry your whole body weight, all of your organs, everything important. Okay, next, the most expensive digital camera today can capture 400 megapixels, but the human eye can see 576 megapixels. That's incredible. HD. Next up, every 10 years, the human skeleton repairs and renews itself. So essentially, you have a whole different set of bones now than you did 10 years ago. That's great, because like, 
you think about it, I mean, you don't, you're like working, you're living, you're obsessing over things and you don't think about all that your body is doing for you every second of every day. The blood it's pumping, the renewal it's doing on certain pieces of your body that needs repair. Like your body is so capable and so incredible. Um, the average human head weighs about 11 pounds. <laughs> and I was thinking about this actually last night as my friend Leah was giving my, me a neck massage during our restorative yoga because she was like fully supporting the weight of each of our heads as she came around to each of our mats. We had like yoga mats. And I was thinking about this because like our necks carry 11 or, you know, 11 or so, depending on you or your, you know, your respective head size, but the average human head, you know, our neck is holding up about 11 pounds of weight, of knowledge, of every single day. That's pretty impressive. Also, you could remove your stomach, spleen, one lung, appendix, and a kidney and still survive perfectly fine. So our bodies can still perform with limited resources. Although you can't always remember what the smell is, your nose can remember around 50,000 different scents. That is impressive. One million billion pieces of information can be stored by the brain. And your little finger, so your pinky, is the smallest finger in your hand, but it is actually responsible for 50% of your hand strength. Without it, you would notice more differences than losing any of your other fingers. So despite the fact that it is small and seemingly useless, pinkies are really important. Um, I guess, okay, one more. I have a few. I have so many, guys. So many facts. You guys know I love facts. Um, Around 90% of illness and disease are either caused or complicated by stress, which is why it's important to work on reducing stress levels over the course of your life. And that's the one I'm going to end that little tangent with because it's true. I think... As we stress, we get sick. And that honestly is responsible for like half the illnesses probably I experienced at college because I was always stressed about one thing or another, stupid things that I had no control over. So that's important. I'm going to link the sources for these facts, by the way, if you guys want to read more in the show notes. Um, so here's kind of how the my mental discussion in the mirror went after I read these things and just considered a little mindset shift. I considered this concept. The art of knowing is knowing what to ignore. I've heard this somewhere. I think I had it saved on Instagram somewhere. I don't know who said it, but someone did, I guess. Uh, The art of knowing is knowing what to ignore. Which voices to silence in your brain, what pieces of information to sort through, what to value and not value. And for me, I think the way that I am shifting my mindset, you know, is just putting more weight into positive things and less weight, less focus into negative things. And I actually heard... um, I I was listening to the podcast, What We Said, with Chelsea and JC, one of my favorite podcasts out there. Definitely listen to it. And they said um, something along these lines of like, you know, you have to kind of envision it like you're just putting more energy, more weight into positive things. And you're kind of, you're helping your brain and your, your being know what to put weight into and what to ignore. Or I guess not ignore, that's kind of the wrong word. Maybe just to not put as much focus on. And for me... I've said this in previous episodes, I I just got to focus on what's important, what's most important, what I'm most passionate about. And, you know, of course, things are going to creep in, things that I hear, things that, you know, I compare. I'm just one of those people. I mean, I think a lot of people compare, but I just got to put less, less conscious effort into criticizing myself and more into 
the positive things, hyping myself up, encouraging myself, things like that. And I also saw this quote on Pinterest. It said, pretty is not the rent you pay to exist in the world as a woman. Pretty is not the rent you pay. I would also say, perfect is not the rent you pay. Like you don't need to be anything because like I said, who defines what is perfect? Who defines what is truth when it comes to your body? <laughs> like it's just crazy. I, I was like just, you know, kind of visited by this thought, this memory of back in middle school and high school, I would do this extremely toxic thing. I think I saw this on YouTube. Like someone had recommended that I do this, which is just, I hate that I saw this as a teenager. Writing on my hand, T-O-T-T, think of the thighs. So every time I would eat, every time I would do anything, I would see this these four letters on my hand and, you know, kind of think again and think, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat that. Think of the thighs, Katie. Think of the thighs. Because I was super self-conscious, still am, of the size of my thighs. And so, you know, as I would literally do anything, I would be T-O-T-T thinking of the thighs and I would you know every time I shower and it would come off I would rewrite it super small so like no one else really noticed it and if anyone noticed it I came up with some sort of acronym that would make sense or like I needed to remember to do something or I don't know and that was my life and it was horrible I feel like like I said earlier you know do I want to look back on all these years that I'm living now and think that I do something similar to T-O-T-T back in middle school high school like no that's not that's not the life that I want to live that's not my story that's not the story I want to have so anyway definitely think of these methods that I just spoke about um, but I do want to now kind of touch on self-sabotage because it all relates so self-sabotage despite or not despite besides the definition you probably know, which is just preventing yourself from, you know, you're reaching your fullest potential, um, negatively speaking to yourself, you know, doing things like look in the mirror and poking and prodding at every imperfection in those things. Um, I found this thread that also listed a few more things. So self-sabotage is also not asking for help, rejecting praise, isolating yourself when you're hurt, saying yes to everything, putting your needs on hold, procrastinating on important tasks, watching too much news, trying to be perfect. A few of these stuck out to me as things I never really thought about as self-sabotage. So watching too much news, that that one I think is especially relevant right now because news, I mean, hey, news is important. It's important to be in the know. It's important to know what is going on in the world. It is important to be well-rounded in the sense of, you know, not so siloed in your bubble of how you were raised and, you know, you need to know what is going on out there. But too much news is possible. I think JC and Chelsea were actually touching on this in their podcast recently about how it can get to be a downer. And especially when you become obsessed. With, I mean, it isn't your job to technically know. we watching the news every second of the day. You should stay in the know. You should devote, you know, devote like an hour or so to your day to you know, researching, getting back in the know of things that happened when you were away and things like that. I mean, the same goes for social media. I think that, you know, spending too much time on social media is a form of self-sabotage. So I do want to kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, why we do it. Why, what brings us to sabotage ourselves? I stumbled across this article from Psychology Today that broke down a ton of reasons. And I was like, okay, this all makes sense. It's like, you know, it's, it's they were all very straightforward. But one that really struck me as interesting, which I think honestly defines a lot of the reason why I self-sabotage, 
was, okay, <laughs> this is how they, they worded it. Consistency and familiarity. And let me describe that. So essentially the reason why we self-sabotage, why we get in our own way, why we prevent ourselves from reaching success is because it's the way it's always been for us. And I feel this because I've always, I don't know why I do this to myself necessarily. I think it just stems from high school and previous traumas from childhood. But I have just decided that I will never be the pretty friend or the skinny friend or, you know, I just always consider myself the fat friend. And I'm sorry if that triggers anyone, but that is how I feel. And it doesn't matter, you know, if I lose weight or any, like literally anything could happen and I'm still, I still have that mentality. And I've tried to shift it. I really have tried, but I'm always just so like, I mean, I'd walk into a bar in New York with my friends and I'd think, oh yeah, everyone just knows that I'm just, you know, the fat friend. How horrible is that? That's horrible. It's horrible to admit. And I just kind of got used to it. It was consistent and familiar to me. And that is a reason why a lot of people do self-sabotage, why they, you know, they are the, the not so smart friend or they are the bitchy friend. And so they need to kind of keep up the, the persona and give people what they expect, you know, and that is it. And it's unfair, it's self-destructive and all these things, you know, it's a number of things that aren't good, but they're familiar. And so I, I for so long thought of familiar as a, you know, warm, good thing, comfortable thing. But in truth, it, you know, what is familiar can hurt us. What is consistent can hurt us if we are consistently going back to the place where we shouldn't be. And that is the place I shouldn't be going. The, you know, calling myself names and giving myself this role that isn't helping me. That is, if anything, making me less confident. And so I've been trying really intentionally. I've been journaling heavily about this, um, you know, breaking the pattern of this specific form of self-sabotage, which always goes back to my body. And I have four things that I've been doing and I wrote these down I've been consciously practicing them number one identify when you're doing it so you know when am I when am I self-sabotaging when do I self-sabotage most and for me I think it's a few different venues number one when there's a group photo taken and I look at myself and I compare because I have a direct comparison you know me next to one of my friends that's when I do it honestly by far the most also when I asked someone to take a picture of me and I look at what they took and I was like whoa like I look like that that's another thing so photos also looking at myself in a an unflattering mirror I have a really bad mirror honestly in my room it was so expensive I'm trying to return it but it's definitely a fat mirror as they say where it just like is warped so it makes you look not like you do in real life so photos and mirrors really do make me feel these things and just any way where you know I don't know like (laughs) getting dressed a lot of different things but those are the venues that is where I I self-sabotage most so identifying those is the first step because I know you know maybe not eliminating these things from my life I'm not going to never take a photo again or have a mirror in my life again but just knowing that that is when I'm feeling this way like knowing to kind of prepare myself for those feelings. This episode of Thick and Thin is sponsored by Gladskin. 
and let me tell you a little bit about them. So I personally don't know about you guys, but I love good news in my life. And earlier this year, I made a YouTube video where I opened up about my biggest insecurities. It was super difficult for me to film, but I felt like it would really help so many people and it really did. And the video was actually all about my struggles with eczema, which has bugged me for years. I've had the most horrendous, just painful eczema on my hands, on my arms, on my face, under my eyes, just really in various parts of my body and it's been a massive insecurity of mine. I've had to cover up my body with clothing and just different accessories, just being so fearful that people would see my eczema and not to mention it was super uncomfortable. And I discovered Gladskin Eczema Cream about like six months ago I think now and it's really changed my life. Gladskin scientists actually found that nearly all people with eczema have a bacterial imbalance in their skin meaning their skin's microbiome is just out of whack and Gladskin eczema cream with microbalance is so much more than just another moisturizer on the shelf. It works by rebalancing your skin's microbiome and providing relief from that itchy redness situation that I just I know so well because I've experienced it my whole life with eczema and I noticed a huge transformation in my skin after only two days of using it. It's just amazing how quickly and efficiently it works. Um, it's a really unique product and I've noticed so much change in my skin. I use it twice a day or more than that sometimes and it's just really unique. It's um, already been a proven solution for eczema relief in Europe for five years and it just became available in the U.S. this year. Wish I knew about it sooner. It's different from steroids and traditional over-the-counter moisturizers because they don't rebalance the skin microbiome. What's worse, they actually contain preservatives, which kills all the bacteria, even the good bacteria that's needed for healthy skin. So I like to say that Glad Skin works smarter, not harder, making it safe for everyone, even little babies as young as three months old. You just apply it twice a day, daily, even on sensitive areas like eyelids. I get it super bad right underneath my eyes and it's a really sensitive area and I don't find that it really irritates my skin at all. It doesn't at all. I have very sensitive skin. And even when your skin feels fine or you have no flare-ups, it's good just to use as a moisturizer. Um, it can be used proactively to keep eczema under control and you can't overuse it. That's not a thing. So it's free of steroids, fragrances, preservatives, and drying alcohols. It's been clinically proven to reduce eczema itch and redness. And there are no drug side effects. It's been clinically tested. It's hypoallergenic, dermatologist recommended, and accepted by the National Eczema Association. And you can get it shipped right to your door at gladskin.com and it's backed by the gladness guarantee you can try it risk-free for 60 days love it or your money back if you guys suffer from eczema or know someone that does definitely try out glad skin i have been such a proponent of it for so long because i believe that it truly does work and i use it myself twice a day so be sure to check it out get some for yourself and use my code katie 10 that's k-a-t-y 10 for 10 percent off any 35 dollars plus glad skin purchase and that includes standard free shipping so use my code k-a-t-y 10 on gladskin.com for 10% off. So number two, ask yourself why you're doing it. Are you feeling insecure? Are you afraid to fail X, Y, Z? Because there's a lot of different reasons why you do the things you do, but kind of just asking yourself the question in the given moment. I think it's different every time you do it, every situation, but ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why, what, what is the deeper reason for this? Number three, I remind myself of the positive things. Give them, the positive things, more weight than the negative. So like I said earlier, you know, just kind of physically picturing it as a balloon. 
like I didn't say that, but that's what I meant to say earlier. I was supposed to say it earlier, but I didn't. Anyway, so imagine the positive things, you know, inflating like a big balloon that's not going to pop. Okay, like a big balloon's inflating and picture the the negative thoughts, the negative self-talk, the I'm feeling fat feelings, shrinking and losing air, losing importance, losing weight. That is what I picture. And I just remind myself, I stack up those those little good things. The things that I was mentioning earlier about the amazing things our body can do. Really whatever it takes for you. Number four, I journal about it. You guys know I love journaling. I journal about it heavily. I try to journal about all the things I just mentioned. You know, the, the what, the why, and the reminders. And that honestly helps me get out of it um, in that given moment. And honestly, now I'm just trying so hard to consciously, I don't, honestly, it's something where it's not going to be an overnight fix, but I think after practicing these things and after just giving it a little bit of elbow grease and trying, you know, it's going to be less easy for me to slip into these feelings because I have solid evidence and, you know, research that backs the other claim of, you know, maybe I am not fat. Maybe I am not ugly for having cellulite and all the things. Maybe I am human and maybe I am powerful and these other things. So we also self-sabotage when we're bored. So I think diving into a new task or project and just busying yourself will help, honestly, as long as you are still, you know, journaling and maybe reflecting and thinking and not bottling it up because that's never good. But, you know, trying something new and getting yourself into a new hobby or skill or something will definitely help you kind of resist the urge to self-sabotage. So I definitely wanted to touch on all those things. And I, I just hope that maybe someone out there needed to hear this and needed to hear these steps that I've been taking or just know that I do it too. I don't know. Sometimes just hearing it is enough to feel like, wow, you know, me too. Like I'm not alone in this. And so, yeah, I thought that I just, I just really felt drawn to talk about this today. I know I talked about spirals of self-hatred last week, but I just got such a positive reaction from that and you guys thinking that I should expand. So here I am expanding. And yeah, so I do want to end, like I said, with some fun stuff, with some fun facts, part two from Reddit. It's from my favorite Reddit feed, or um, thread rather, called Today I Learned, T-I-L. And today I'm going to talk about like 10 or 11 of them, I think. So first one, let's do it. Today I learned that Hasbro trademarked the smell of Play-Doh. And in order to do so, they had to explicitly define every nuance of the scent. And this is how they described it. A quote, sweet, slightly musky vanilla fragrance with slight overtones of cherry combined with the smell of salted wheat-based dough. <laughs> so that, my friends, is what Play-Doh is supposed to smell smell like. And honestly, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like a, a very flowery definition of what it, what it smells like. But Play-Doh does have a very distinct smell, and I did not know it was trademarked. So that is a good fun fact. Okay, number two. Today I learned Walt Disney was originally against the famous spaghetti-eating scene in Lady and the Tramp. He thought it would look too silly and not at all romantic. Animator Frank Thomas disagreed and animated the whole scene without layouts, I don't know what that means, to convince Walt it would work. Walt was impressed and kept it in. Now we know it has inspired so many movies, so many TV shows, that scene, and it's just the ultimate love scene in history. 
So it's just crazy that it was almost rejected. Okay. Today I learned that the inventor of goldfish crackers wanted to do something special for his wife, who is a Pisces. So he made the crackers fish-shaped in her honor. And that, my friends, is the ultimate love story. And that's making me crave goldfish, specifically flavor-blasted goldfish. Today I learned that MLK's famous I Have a Dream speech the written sheet of paper was given to a random volunteer who put it in a book and forgot about it until 1984, not realizing the significance of the piece of paper. Imagine like just finding that and being like, oh my God, what have I done? (laughs) That's a good one. Okay. Today I learned the name Tiffany comes from ancient Greece with religious roots and related to the word epiphany. And I shared that one because I actually, my mom had a you know list of names for the kids when she had kids, and Tiffany was on the list, so I could have been a Tiffany. Like, can you imagine me as a Tiffany? I don't think that would have really worked in my favor, but I just don't look like a Tiffany, I don't think. Anyway, today I learned about Oreo, a cat from Florida. Oreo saved the life of his human named Jaden Peterson, who was playing outside with family and noticed a diamondback rattlesnake, a venomous species of snake, approaching. The brave cat, Oreo, launched himself at the snake while the family ran inside, got bitten. He got bitten but survived. So Oreo is a hero. Today I learned it was illegal to sell sex toys in Texas until 2008 and punishable by as many as two years in jail. And apparently it's still, I think it's still illegal in some states. That's so interesting to me. It's like probably like a sex toy black market. Like imagine like kind of like a a hush hush uh, back room ordeal. Anyway, uh, today I learned even though fried mozzarella sticks are associated with Italian food, the earliest mentions of the dish come from a medieval Paris cooking book called Le Ménage de Paris from 1393. All right. Today I learned that worker ants take up to 250 naps every day with each nap lasting just over a minute. This equates to four hours and 48 minutes of sleep per day. Imagine if we could just nap for a minute and feel recharged. Like I'm such a napper. I'm such a proponent of the like 27-ish minute nap because that's what it takes to get into REM. Uh, And I just feel like, you know, a minute would just would be great. Like if I could just close my eyes for a minute and just feel instantly refreshed, like imagine how much more productive I'd be. Anyway, today I learned Costco's hot dog has remained $1.50 since it was first introduced in 1984. After the company president complained they were losing too much money on it, CEO Jim Senegal put his foot down. Quote, if you raise the price of the effing hot dog, I will kill you, he said. Imagine that board meeting. Probably so tense over a $1.50 hot dog from Costco. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Today I learned that the Leaning Tower of Pisa should have collapsed a long time ago, but British engineer John Berland managed to reverse the tilt. He could have made it completely straight, but only reversed the tilt by 10% out of fear that turning it into the Tower of Pisa would anger a lot of people. It would also probably really reduce the tourism to the area, honestly, just me thinking this. I, I went to Pisa when I was abroad, and, you know, we did the whole thing, the, the touristy picture where you're, like, holding up the tower so it doesn't fall sort of thing. And, like, imagine if it was just a normal tower. Like, the novelty would be gone. Anyway, <laughs> so that was a good one. Today I learned, also in Italy, so today I learned in Italy, the Disney movie Moana had to change its title to Ocean- Oceania. Oce- Oceania? Ocean, Ia. Why am I having so much trouble with this word? Oceania? 
someone's going to like respond to this and be like, Katie, you're an idiot. It's this, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because of a famous porn star with the same name. So there was a famous porn star, still famous apparently, although I think she died at 33 years old or so, like years ago. Her name was Moana. And so in in Italy, they had to change the title to Ocean, however you freaking say that. (laughs) Anyway, just a good fun fact. Okay, so... Those are my fun facts for this episode. I hope they were good and didn't disappoint. I'm honestly, truthfully getting really sweaty sitting here, so I need to be done with this episode. I need to open some windows. That's the thing about recording podcasts. It's like all fun and games until you have to close the windows and turn your AC off because of the audio, and then you're like, wow, I'm sweaty. Anyway, thanks for listening to me talk. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We talked about a lot of good stuff. I really, really do think this was a good one to put out there into the world. I feel proud of it and I think that hopefully this will help a lot of you guys as you are you know talking to yourself the next few weeks and hopefully years of your life and I hope that you think about these things and especially the fun facts especially the Costco hot dogs think of the think of the Costco hot dogs anyway that's it for this episode guys thanks for listening I will talk to you guys all next Thursday bye